Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. We give you praise, Father. And we make our confession today that we love Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus, the Lord, the Savior, our Savior, to us to die for our sins. We are grateful. Our hearts are warm with and by your love today and we say thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Our hearts are open to receive your word and we thank you for speaking your word to us. Let every man be addressed individually today by your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Change lives, transform lives, lift your precious people by the power of your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Say a big amen. All right, you may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We'll do a quick one and conclude on a faith series today. Hallelujah. We've been taking um, faith or dealing on faith on Sundays for roughly one month now. And by God's grace, we'll be concluding today. Amen. There's a way to whet your appetite for increase in faith or strength in faith. And one of the ways to do that is to meditate on the blessings of faith. Let's want to say the blessings of faith. What are the privileges or blessings that faith brings to us? The Bible speaks of the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. And it says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Faith toward God. One of the blessings of faith is that faith inclines you to God. That's, that's the easiest way to avoid distraction. <laughs> Anytime you are in faith, as touching anything or anyone around you, your inclination is always towards God. So faith inclines you to God and then causes your attention to be shifted from off things and people around you, praise the Lord, and brings you into the consciousness of God. Because the Bible tells us that God is the source of our faith. Hallelujah. 
God is the source of our faith. He's the one who gives faith to us through the word. Let's answer the word. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, so then faith, what cometh? Let's answer cometh. That means it comes to us by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God's word coming to us inclines us to God. Faith is such a blessing. That means you are not distracted. You are not leaning on the arm of the flesh. You are not leaning on the systems of this world that fail. You are leaning on God and God alone. So your inclination is towards God. Faith helps you to be devoted to God. Are we together? Amen. It helps you to be devoted to God. In fact, when Jesus taught his disciples about faith in Mark 11, when he cursed the fig tree and it dried to the root, and then they were coming back, one of his disciples noticed that the fig tree had dried to the root. The Bible tells us that Jesus told them, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. That means faith inclines you to God, and by that, everything that you do comes from God. It's, it, it becomes, uh, God becomes your reference point. So the faith that he taught them there was not just the faith to address mountains and speak to things, all right? That was the effect of that. The faith towards God produces an effect of dominion in your life. You, you address things, you put them under control. Hallelujah. So faith inclines you to God. It gives you an inclination to God. Again, if you look at Abraham in Romans chapter 4, and verse 17, God spoke to him. He says, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Before him whom he believed. So Abraham's faith was before God in that sense, towards God. Did you see that? Before him whom he believed. Even God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. So Abraham's faith was not before things, was not before circumstances and situations. Abraham's faith was before God, inclined towards God. Because, see, true faith, biblical faith, true faith in the word of God brings you to the place of devotion to God. Trust in God. Let's not say trust. Yeah. Psalm 125 and verse 1. The Bible says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion that cannot be removed. So you are established in God. You are established. So that's one of the blessings of faith. It enhances and facilitates devotion to God. Can someone say amen to that? And then another blessing of faith is that it brings you into the place of all possibilities. That means you can do all things through faith by the power of faith, that this nothing shall be impossible unto you. What a, what a beautiful life. When you can have whatsoever you desire in God's plan and his will for you, you can do whatever it is that God has apportioned for you to do. You can do it. You can get whatever you desire to get according to his word. Amen. A life of no limits. A life of no barriers. That's, that's the kind of life God has called us to. So faith brings us to that place. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Quickly. 
It says, Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, how many things? Come on. All things are possible to him that believeth. All things. Let's want to say all things. Now, this is not a figurative statement. This is the truth. It is a literal statement. All things are possible to him that believeth. To him that believeth. All things. How many things? Come on, how many things? Academic excellence, right? Yeah, financial increase and stability. Financial independence. Amen. Living in health. Glory to God. Fulfilling your God-given destiny. Being empowered to stand strong and rounded in all the will of God concerning you. All things are possible to him that believeth. To him. That means it's, it's not to everyone in that sense. All right? It just does not go that way. To him that believeth, all things are possible. You know, there was a time I was studying my Bible, and I found out that there were some things said, you know, not to the general, you know, public. There were things said to people, specifically to people. For example, this one. It says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. At another time, he was speaking to his disciples in John chapter 14. If you start reading from verse 12, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth. No, he was talking to a lot of people there, his disciples. Now, he now says, look, he. He didn't say everyone in that sense of you all. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. Did you see that? So he's saying that, look, the promise or the blessing is for you all, but whosoever dares, you know, to act on it, receives it. It's a personal word to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus, I am a believer. Come on, say it again. Say, I am a believer. I believe the word of God. One more time, say, I believe the word of God. All things are possible to him that believes. That's what it says. Say it again. Say it with your mouth. Say, all things are possible to me. Because I believe. Hallelujah. So, faith brings you to the realm of all possibilities. All possibilities. All possibilities, that means whatever dream you have in your heart will come true. It's, it's simple. Amen? I said amen. amen. And I pray for someone here. The dreams in your heart, God put in your heart. All right? Right before your very eyes, you will see them come true. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's faith. Faith in God brings you to that place where you and God you know, are working together. You know, it's very easy to believe that um, all things are possible to God. Mark 10, 27. Jesus looking upon them saith, with man, it's impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And then, you now join this scripture with the previous one. All right? With God, all things are possible. And to him that believeth. It's simple. Did you see that? So you, you come into that place of functioning and operating 
in God, with God, through God, by God. Hallelujah. All things. Let's want to say all things. Now, look at the teaching of Jesus again in Mark 11 quickly. If you start the reading from verse 22, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Then verse 23, For verily, come on, say verily. verily. Or say it again, say verily. verily. And that means this is the truth. For verily, certainly, undoubtedly, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that those things he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. I love that. Amen. Come on, do you love that? He says you will have it whatsoever you say. Boy, you know some people are saying what they have. Jesus said you will have what you say. <laughs> see the difference? I have a car. We know already. All right? But someone who doesn't have the car physically speaking now, and he says I have a car, and then you see the car. That's more miraculous than confessing what is sin. We walk by faith and not by. Come on, say, I'm blessed. Amen. Say it again, say, I'm blessed. Amen. That means faith brings you to the realm of creative power of God. You can say a thing and have it. Wonderful. This whole world, this whole universe came as a result of God's spoken word. Glory to God. Wow. The wonders of his words. The wonders of his words. And we have been made in the image of God and after his likeness, speaking spirits like God to communicate with the realm of the substance of reality called the realm of the spirit, the realm of the word of God, and then pull through faith the substance of God's word into physical manifestation in this physical realm. For through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things which are seen, we know, they were not made out of things which do appear. So it tells you that through faith, you can interact with the invisible realm of tangibility and bring that tangibility into this physical realm. Glory to God. Come on, I said glory to God. And, and that, that is our practice. That's our life. Amen. Lift up your right hand again. Say, I'm of faith. I'm not of doubt. Come on, say it like you mean. Say, I'm of faith. I'm not of doubt. One more time. Say, I'm of faith. I'm not of doubt. Glory to God. And then again, faith brings us to the realm or place of constant victory. Constant triumph. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. He says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh. Oh, I love this. Overcometh. Do you, do you like that? That means it does not matter when the challenge comes. It does not matter how it comes. And does not matter where it comes. It does not matter through what it is coming. And does not matter through whom it is coming. The Bible tells us that for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is... Look at it. It's so clear there. The victory is defined here. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Say faith. One more time. Say faith. Now, one of the virtues of dominion is faith, the spirit of faith. There's no way you can rule in your world and rule your world without faith. 
It's, it's one of the virtues of dominion. Glory to God. It says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith overcomes always. Glory to God. Come on. How often does your faith overcome? Always. That's the frequency. Always. It does not matter when the challenge comes. It does not matter how it comes. It does not matter where it comes. It does not matter through what it is coming. It does not matter through whom it is coming. Your faith always overcomes. Can someone say amen to that? Because faith hooks you up with God. And the both of you operate on the same level. You're functioning by the power of God through faith. Let's want to say faith. One more time, say faith. And that's how it works. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible tells us here, it says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. Oh, glory, always. Causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. In Nigeria, in Ilefe, in Lagos, in Abuja, overseas, in every place. Glory to God. In every place, you have constant victory through faith. Can someone say amen to that? Faith. What a blessing. Faith. Glory to God. And faith. Let me tell you one more, all right? You can do a search on your own and get the rest. Praise God. Romans chapter 5, very quickly. We start a reading from verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, justification, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. By whom also we have access, access, by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Grace. Wherein we stand. Stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Rejoice. Joy. Amen? In hope of the glory of God. The glory of God. <laughs> so, the two verses, they are loaded. But let's focus on this. It says, By whom we have, we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith. If it's not through faith, it cannot be by grace. If it's not through faith, it cannot be by grace. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Did you see that? If it's not through faith, it cannot be by grace. It can only be by grace when it is through faith. So that means, oh, faith in God, faith in his word, brings you into the enabling power of God, the grace of God. And notice God's grace is multifaceted, multidimensional. The Bible calls God in 1 Peter 5.10, the God of all grace. Amen? <laughs> in Hebrews 10 and verse 29, he calls the Spirit of God the Spirit of grace. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20 and verse 32, he calls the Word of God the Word of his grace. Amen? So you see, God is full of grace full of grace. 
In Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 and verse 16, it says the word was made flesh, 14 rather. It says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is Jesus here, the living word. Full of grace and truth. So you see, access to the fullness of grace is through faith. Let's not say faith. One more time, say faith. I have come to this conclusion that faith is not the only subject in the Bible, but it is the most important. Why? Someone says, no, it's love. <laughs> it's love that is most important. I said, okay, relax. It is faith in love that empowers love to function. And then that gives love right of way to empower faith to believe and keep believing. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The Bible says, you know, faith is energized or strengthened by love. All right? But how can you believe in love without faith? Because you have to give love the permission, all right, to impact on you so that your faith is now strengthened and then is strengthened continually. You see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It didn't say, without faith, you may please God um, 20%. It says, it's not possible at all. You cannot please God. That's what it says. That means faith for us, is a, is a subject that we have to visit daily. Why? Notice the Bible does not say we live by love. It says the just shall live by faith. Amen? Because it takes faith to believe in love for love to flow. Amen? If you believe in love, all right, even if there is a crisis, what happens? Faith says, I believe in love. Let's resolve it. But if someone doesn't believe in love, it will fight and scatter the whole thing and leave. True? But faith in love says, no, 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 no. Let's give love a chance. Let's give love a right of way. Amen? Praise God. Faith is important. I study on faith every day. For the just shall live by faith. Shall live by faith. And if the just is not living by faith, he's not living at all. It's simple. The just shall live by faith. Total trust in God. Glory to God. Total trust in God. So there are many privileges of faith in scriptures. In fact, let me summarize it this way. Nothing that is of God responds to unbelief. Nothing that is of God responds to doubt. Everything that is of God, the blessings of God, the presence of God, the glory of God, the grace of God, justification, righteousness, name it, all the blessings that we've been blessed with in Christ Jesus according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, all these blessings respond to us by faith. That means we activate them by faith. Let's not say faith. One more time, say faith. And that's why it's important for us to keep studying on faith and then walking by faith. Can someone say amen to that? Now, having known the blessings of faith, I want to bring you quickly to the means of faith. The means of faith. How does faith come? How does it come? Of course, we know it comes by hearing God's word. Amen. <laughs> there was um, an analogy someone made one time about the Apostle Paul and the 
other disciples. And then he said, the Apostle Paul was in a world of his own, and he was light years ahead of his contemporaries. Let's not say light years. Uh-huh. Now, how come he was exceedingly, abundantly, far above his contemporaries? The man had revelation. Let's not say revelation. Now, if you read in context, Romans chapter 10, I would love for us to start the reading from verse 13 so that we can have a more rounded picture of what the Spirit of God is saying here in context. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So a call from anyone upon the name of the Lord results in salvation. And then he goes on in verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That means you cannot call without faith. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? That means you cannot believe without the hearing of faith, the hearing of God's word. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So it takes someone sent to you to speak God's word to your spirit and then inspire faith in you. Are we together? It takes a sent man, a preacher. When you are preparing for any meeting, one of the prayers you ought to pray is, Lord, that man of God that is coming, send him to me. Because when God sends people to you, faith is inspired through them. When you hear God's word through them, Amen. I want to be God-sent one to people. I don't, I don't want to be someone who just sermonizes people. Amen. When you, God sends a man to you and he speaks to you, faith is inspired in your heart. Glory to God. Uh-huh. So he says... And how shall they preach except they be sent? Did you see that? <laughs> As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed thy report? Lift up your right hand and say, I believe God's report. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, did you see that in context? That the hearing here is the revelation of God's word, the rhema. That means the word of God comes to you and the voice of God is heard in that word. Such that you hear in your spirit what God is saying to you. And your response to that hearing is called faith. Let's not say faith. It comes by hearing the word. By hearing the word. So until God's word is revealed to you, you cannot really hear it. Faith doesn't come by listening to God's word. Listening to God's word, all right, or a message preached by a preacher is um, an opportunity, a platform for you to receive faith. But it doesn't come that way directly. Do you understand what I'm saying? But when you hear, open your heart and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Faith actually comes at the point where the rhema of God is given to you. 
That means there's a specific voice, a specific revelation. It comes to you directly. It comes to you specifically. Custom-made for you, tailor-made for you, cut to your size and to the size of your destiny. And it comes expressly under an unction. When you receive that word and respond to that word, all right, that's faith. Come on, I said that's faith. Uh-huh. So faith responds to the revelation of the word of God. That's what it means. So we can say it this way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the revealed word of God to you. So when you hear by the revelation of God's word to you, faith is born in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's how faith comes. And so it is important for us to know that faith comes by hearing God's word. The word must be revealed. Sometimes people ask, why on earth do you pray this prayer again and again? Ephesians chapter 1. You start reading from verse 17. We pray this prayer again and again and again and again and again. How come we pray this prayer a lot? Because you see, until God's word is revealed to you, you don't know it. You don't know it. Head knowledge always disappoints. It is not working knowledge. Working knowledge is revelation knowledge. And that is faith knowledge. It's called faith knowledge. When you know God's word by revelation, come on, it will produce for you any day, any time. Can someone say amen to that? We say head knowledge is book knowledge. It is academic knowledge. In the realm of academics, it works. But when it comes to the realm of God, book, head, sensual knowledge or sense knowledge cannot hold water. It takes the revelation of God's word to make the difference in your life. So when you say faith, when someone truly believes God's word, you know what that means? The revelation of God's word has come to him and he's, he's, he's responding to that. Yes, I believe the word of God. Glory to God. And, and that is faith. And that's how it comes. The revelation. So when we pray this again, oh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, when you pray this prayer again and again, you understand that God's word is actually given to you to understand. Until it is given to you, you cannot understand it. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorant. Amen? And then he said it in another place. He said, I give to you to understand. It is given. Even Paul himself, the revelation of Jesus Christ was given to him. It's a gift. And it's just an asking away. Glory to God. If you ask, he will give you. Little one I says, I cease not to pray for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Lift up your two hands. Receive the spirit of wisdom. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Receive the spirit of wisdom. There are times in your conversation that you are talking with someone and then all of a sudden you say, ah, I see. What did you see? You should should say, I hear. What is I see? That this thing has come home. Is now within the scope of my knowing. Receive light. Come on, I said receive light. 
your greatest asset in the market of the things of God, the kingdom of God, the market exchange of value is light. Everything that is of God responds to light. When that light comes, bam, it's yours. It's all yours. Little one I told Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, I'll give it to you. North, south, west, east. If you can see it with your spirit, it's all yours. Come on. Hallelujah. Your eyes see. Your ears hear. Your heart perceives. By the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen to that. One thing you must be desperate for is light, revelation knowledge. When we are praying that kind of prayer, you must be, oh God, light, light. Because it takes light to reveal. Light itself is revealing and it reveals whatsoever or whomsoever is upon. Arise, shine. Why? Your light has come. You see, you can't help but shine because your light has come. You see, that's, that's what it means. So when we come to church here, it's a, it's, this church, by the grace of God, is a lighthouse. We illuminate people through the ministry of God's word. Amen? When light comes on your gift, it shines. When light comes on your talent, it shines. When light comes on your career, it shines. When light comes on your family, it shines. It says, <laughs> you are a, a, a house, a, a house, a city set upon the mountain top that cannot be hidden. That cannot be hidden. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. The remarkable side of you is made manifest from henceforth. <laughs> it says, this treasure is in earthen vessels. Don't look at the vessel. Amen. Treasure. Come and say treasure. Boy, there are stuff in you that your world is waiting for. And from henceforth, you are shining. Light. See, when, we de- when we're talking light, when we're sharing God's word, you look out for light. Look out for light. Don't just be listening like this. Like You are a spiritual person. Don't be listening. What are they saying? Open your heart and get it. For it has been given unto you to know the mysteries of God's kingdom. Right there, you are communicating with the Holy Ghost. Where's my own? My portion. My portion. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Who is my light? Did did you see the connection? So when you get that light, boy, you're on top. <laughs> and you're good to go. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm good to go. <laughs> Come and tap someone and say, I'm good to go. <laughs> Glory to God. So light, that light of God's word, when that light comes to you, it changes everything. Paul received the abundance of revelation. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. Amen. It says, Less and less I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. He woke up into light. He slept in light. 
In his dream, he was interacting with light. He moved out. He was walking in light. Amen? He was in light 24-7. And that man carried awesome virtues of grace. Terrific anointing. He was communicating with a man that had never walked in his life. Born lame. He was just sharing with the man. The man had faith to be healed. Talking light. You will not speak vain words anymore. Talking light. Boy, he was communicating. He opened his mouth. Light was coming out. The man said, ah, he saw himself walking. A man that I never, he saw it. That's me walking there. Paul said, stand up right upon your feet. And he jumped up, began to walk. Light. Boy. Like I'm sharing now, you are seeing yourself on the mountaintop. You see yourself walking out of that challenge. You see yourself doing the impossible. It's light. Shining on your heart. Light from the word of God. Awesome light. And you see, it says, so then faith comment by hearing. So why do we pray before we preach? Why do we pray for the people to whom we preach? It's because light is given. It is given. It is given. Amen. Lift up your two hands again. I pray for you today. In the name of Jesus, in your car while driving at home, in the kitchen, wherever you are, your heart will interact with light. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ministry of the Holy Spirit to you from henceforth is hereby activated. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Light shines upon your path. Light shines upon your way in the name of Jesus. There was a man by the name of Gideon. He was a mighty man of valor. But the Midianites had been oppressing Israel. So he wasn't fair. He was afraid. The Bible says he was threshing wheat by the wine press. He was afraid. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Gideon! The Lord is with you, thou mighty man of valor. Me, mighty man of valor? He didn't know that I was a mighty man, that he was a deliverer, but he was in fear. But when light came, that, don't you know you are mighty? He said, me, mighty? He said, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with me. With all that, where are the miracles that our fathers told us of? The miracles. God said, look, I've always been with you to walk them. But you, you didn't see that I had been with you. And I am with you. But for you, you are seeing it right now. Now understand that God is with you to do much more than he did through Moses. Plus Elijah. Plus Jeremiah. Amen. Like he walked through Jesus, the master. Amen. He's walking through you. Your hands are not just good for eating.
Amen. You shall lay hands on the... If it's sick business, if it's sick car, whatever. Sick, if it's sick, sick. That's just the condition, sick. You shall lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. In that name. Lift up your two hands. Say, signs and wonders. I wrought through my hands. Say it again. Say, signs and wonders. I wrought through my hands. Say amen to it. Glory to God. Gideon, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with thee. He said, well, so when he realized this, realized it, the angel said, go in this thy might. This, not that. This is close. That is far away. So the might had always been with him. Boy, go in this thy might. There are people here, what you have on the inside can shake the entire world. You just need revelation to know what you carry. That's all. And this morning, it has come your way. Some of us can make things here, all right, good enough to sell anywhere in the world. Yeah. There are products that you can make. Some of us here are so gifted and talented. Stylists, born stylists. Are we together? Born. Not, they didn't learn it anywhere. And you are good to have a world-class salon. Light. I read about... Um, um, Dell, Michael Dell, all right, got $1,000 from his family members. He just saw something. He saw a company in him. So he got $1,000 and he started doing business. How many of us know Dell, laptop? Uh-huh. He saw it and then he began. It's a world-class company now. It takes light to see that you're not a failure. It takes light to see that your circumstances cannot put you under. It takes light to see that you are a city, more than a house now, a city that is set upon the hill. You are more than an individual. You are a nation. A little one shall become a thousand. It takes light to see that, ah, whatever, whatever. Go in this dynamite, this <laughs> this thy mind go in it go in it go in it you see the supernatural gifts the talents the graces that God has deposited in you amen they are the remarkable dimensions of you don't look beyond this container this treasure is in earthen vessels There's somebody here. You're rising up from here to be whom God made you to be. Amen. Glory to God. See, light. Let's say light. 
One more time, say light. One more time, say light. Again, say it's a light. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Second Peter, as we close, we'll read two more scriptures. Second Peter, chapter 1 and verse 2. We'll read verses 2 and 3. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him, grace and peace be multiplied unto you, through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Through the knowledge, 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 that is the multiplier of grace. Knowledge, revelation knowledge is the multiplier of grace. When light comes, grace is enhanced. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I stand where I belong and I declare your light has come. Amen. Oh, come on. Your light has come. Amen. Come on. Your light has come. 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 In the name of Jesus. Therefore, arise. All right? Lift up your head. Square your shoulders. It's time to walk erect. Your light has come. Your head is no longer bowed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare, I said, your head is no longer bowed. In the name of Jesus. That magnetic brain that God has given you, that has been over, overwhelmed by challenges and what your teachers told you in secondary school. By the light of God this morning, that brain is back right now. I said, that brain is back right now. I said, that brain is back right now. That intuitive intelligence that God endowed you with from your childhood that has been overwhelmed by circumstances and situations the things that you have been through I stand right now as one saint of God and I speak right now the light of God is shining right now this morning pick up your grace pick up your anointing pick up your endowment pick up your talent pick up your gifts that devil is a liar There's someone here, God said to tell you, you are bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. I don't know who talked to you before I'm talking to you right now. But hear the word of the Lord. Who is it that speaketh and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Whosoever has addressed you a failure, I stand right now, I reverse that statement. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Bigger than Bill Gates are here right now. Bigger than Dell are here right now. 
even bigger than Dangote are here right now. The idea that God has given you to trade with, it finds expression right now. Come on, I came to tell you it's your season. It's your time. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout amen. Glory to God. Sit down. One more scripture and then we're there. Matthew chapter 16, quickly. We'll start the reading from verse 13. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing right now. Amen. Because you are taking your place. How come princes will be trekking and servants will be on the horses? That devil is a liar. I said you are taking your place. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Whom do men say that I the son of man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elijah or Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Tell your neighbor, say, you don't know me. So stop describing me. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Simon Peter answered, Please never answer until you are instructed to answer. Never answer until you have received the answer. Never answer until you know what to answer with. And Simon Peter answered and said, I love that kind of an answer. He answered. If they say you are this, you are that, and that, don't answer until you get that light. And that light is here right now. Now, hear this. Your dream life is no longer a place where nightmares thrive. Your dream life is a place of revelation. Yeah. Hear this. And Jacob dreamt a dream. And he saw the heavens open. That's a dream. That's your kind of dream. I said, that's your kind of dream. <laughs> you sleep with your eyes closed and you open your eyes and you are smiling. <laughs> You're laughing because you have seen something. Your dream life is blessed. I said, I said, let me talk to these people here. It's like you people. Your dream life is blessed. Your dream life is blessed. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus looked and said, that's me. <laughs> you just described me. You just, that's this. In fact, you got it right. And he knew it didn't come from this realm. Nothing and no one in this realm truly knows who you are. The truth about you. Because you came from above. 
Light from above alone can describe you, can define you. Hear it, hear this. You are not a failure. All right? And then you have to believe me because what I'm saying is coming with an anointing that you cannot reject. For God has given me a mouth and a wisdom that man, men cannot gainsay. And what I'm saying to you now is what you will believe from henceforth. What you had believed in the past, the lie, is cancelled out. I said, you are not a failure. You are a success. Your world is waiting for you to manifest. Listen very carefully. There are people who are hungry to see you manifest. The world is your stage. The world has become your platform. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, <laughs> for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Oh, no more receiving from flesh and blood. We have an interaction with heaven. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Who had called us into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. He's faithful. We interact with light. We interact with heaven. We hear from heaven. When you open your Bible from henceforth, you see God. And you see yourself in God. For we are with open face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of God. We are changed into the same image that we see in that, that mirror. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. From glory to glory. Lift up your right hand. Say, from glory to glory. Out loud. Say, from glory to glory. Loud, loud. From glory to glory. Man, that's your testimony. Hear this, I've been sent to disengage you from every interaction with flesh and blood. So every interaction with flesh and blood, all those thoughts, and, 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 and all those thoughts that make you feel like... By the power of the Holy Spirit, you are disengaged from them. And right now, you are engaged with revelation from heaven. Say that Lord, my fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's your reality in the name of Jesus. Has faith been stirred up in you? Come on, give Jesus praise for it. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to do something now. Amen. Out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word. Come on, say every word. Every revelation, every word. Every proclamation is established. So when we do things in church sometimes, some people think it's just like, that's what they do in church. You know, slap someone high five and tell the person, 
yeah, the glory of God is upon me. Just feel like, ah, that's church for you. You know, that's what they do in church. No, it's we are witnessing. Come on, I said we are witnessing. So go around, find five people who are lovers of Jesus Christ. All right? And witness to them and tell them and say, my light has come. Therefore, I'm shining. Therefore, I'm shining. My light has come. My light has come. Therefore, I'm shining. My light has come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shago Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-00093. Stay blessed.